0: For over 100 years, the Grand Rapids Chamber has been a force for good. Our myths may have changed. But we are still creating a thriving
1: and prosperous West Michigan for all. Para todos. For all. This is
0: the Back to Business Podcast with your Grand Rapids Chamber.
1: Welcome to the Back to Business Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Smithy. This is part two of our Chamber Champion podcast. The last episode, we talked with Carl Verbeek at Varnum. This week, we're talking with Ruth Goddard. She's the Area Manager of External and Legislative Affairs at AT AT&T. She is our second Chamber Champion. So, Ruth, I'm really happy you're here. Thanks for coming out on the show today.
0: Well, thank you for having me, and thank you to the Chamber for the recognition and the honor of being named a Chamber Champion
1: yeah, and I want to get into how you got to be a chamber champion. So first, I guess can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What you you know a little bit more about your job? What you how you got involved with the chamber?
0: Okay, um, external and legislative affairs is concerned with advancing company initiatives, whether that is uh, products and services, um, legislation that benefits the industry or business in general, taxes, et cetera, as well as advancing the corporate brand. And when I took over this position in Grand Rapids back in 2010, um, we we are one of the founding members of the chamber, but I don't think we ever were very involved. Um, My predecessors, you know, they paid the membership dues, and that was probably enough for them. The difference being they lived here in Grand Rapids. I grew up here, graduated high school here um, 100 years ago, and but I do live in Lansing. So not living here, I came very quickly, came to realize the um, strong support that the chamber can give to businesses in their efforts in that area. So I, you know, I very early in my tenure in this position um, decided, you know, what we really need to make sure this chamber is um, strong, which they are, they always have been, but we really need to um, get involved with that. And and do what we can. They can be a huge huge uh, ally of ours and support. If I obviously I can't know everyone, but the old six degrees of separation rule comes in. I'll, all I need to do is make a call here to the chamber and find out who is it I would need to talk to at this company or this nonprofit or whatever, and I've got my contacts. Um, which, you know, in turn spread out and lead to other contacts. But it's it's just there's such a vital partner in any business's success
1: plan, in my mind. That makes sense. And um, so, you know, AT&T, like you said, is one of the founding members of the chamber, has been here yeah. for a long time. You come in. How have you kind of seen that um Relationship grow throughout the chamber. You talked about you know kind of meeting someone here, meeting someone there. What has it been like to just kind of develop that? You know, obviously the chamber's been around for over a hundred years, and so that partnership goes back. But you know, how does it feel to really grow and kind of connect that membership? It has.
0: It has been amazing. Um, it's not only been very helpful professionally, but it's been very helpful on a personal level, getting to know people. And I mean, we all know people from work at work, um, but getting to know them and and knowing, I remember when Andy's first child was born, and um, getting to notes was right around the time one of my grandchildren was born. So we always had that, oh, let's compare compare notes. Um, and it's it's just the networking that it provides um, is invaluable. I think any business benefits from networking. And the events, um, the breakfast with legislators. Um, we are now a underwriter of the Government Affairs Division. So we, I am at all the breakfast with legislators. And it it's a great opportunity for me to not only connect with my legislators, um, see them outside of Lansing, but it lets me see them back in their home district areas, and that's important um, because then they see AT&T is in my community. But also at the breakfast, knowing that I am helping the chamber bring businesses and their representatives in to connect with those legislators and get their concerns heard, their questions answered, and the chamber is out there Advocating for what will help the businesses. That's tremendous.
1: Yeah. Do you have any uh, particular stories or any incidents that you can think of where, like, the chamber was there and I went to the chamber and the chamber was able to either connect me with this person or help me solve this problem? Are there any? Per- well, there have been um,
0: obviously pieces of legislation over the years that the chamber has been very helpful on. Um, several years ago one of my early years in this position we were trying to build a cell tower out in Ada and this had been an effort that had been going on for 8 years and we kept getting denied and the you know the Ada the people in Ada wanted better cell coverage but it was the not-in-my-backyard mentality. We want better cell coverage, but we don't want a cell tower here, and we don't want it here. And the chamber was very helpful in writing a letter. At that time, we were looking to go on the school property, the high school property, and they were um, very helpful in writing a letter to both the school district and to the township saying, you need to recognize what this enhanced coverage will do for your residents, and it makes sense to put it here because ultimately it did not go there, but ultimately we did get a cell tower in Ada, which I've always been very proud of Um, because, like I said, we had been denied several times, but I'm not sure that we had gone out and garnered the third-party support the way that we did the last time. Um, And the chamber was very, very helpful. Also, with small cells, Um, they supported us. Grand Rapids, I don't know if people realize this, Grand Rapids was the first city in Michigan to sign a master agreement for the small cells because we have to connect to like city light poles. And Grand Rapids was the first one in the state to sign that agreement. The chamber was very helpful in getting the city to, to consider that and work with us. And we, we still have two small cells that have been in place over on Front Street, right across from the museum, right next to the Holiday Inn property. And they're on poles but we can't get power to them. And that was probably, that was an error on our field engineers people's part to not consider the power need. And there is a transformer in the corner of the parking lot for Holiday Inn. And we asked them, it wasn't enough, we were going to have to have another transformer. Consumers was going to have to put in another transformer. And we asked Holiday Inn if we could you know, get an easement, pay for an easement, and everything to do that. And, I mean, the local Holiday Inn people don't really have the say on that, so, but Andy, you know, Andy was great. I made the phone call to him, said, who would I talk to? He stopped in at the Holiday Inn and talked to them and got the contact info for the person at, at, that holds their franchise.
1: That's awesome. Just to see, you know, talking about Andy and all of, you know, our yep. government affairs team. And Josh, Josh has
0: been absolutely wonderful keeping, um, keeping us informed on what's going on at the local level, ordinances and, and their budget. And obviously right now local government entities are looking at federal dollars And of course, the huge focus nationally is on broadband expansion. A lot of those dollars can go for that. So, Josh has been very, very good at keeping us informed. What is this, what is the city going to do with their ARP money? Are they looking to spend any of it on broadband? And actually, Grand Rapids is very well covered, but out in the county, you know, you're looking at townships, et cetera. it's it's they've just been great at keeping us informed and helping us network and make those connections.
1: Yeah. Now I wanna zoom out a little bit and talk about, you know, Grand Rapids in general. You said you were from Grand Rapids, you've worked in Grand Rapids for a long time. How have you seen, you know, whether through the chamber or not through the chamber, how have you seen this city uh just grow? I know we've talked a lot about the growth. Like what has been, you know, what has it's, that been like to see it's that it's
0: amazing.
1: Um I'm old, so I remember when downtown
0: Grand Rapids was department stores and the Pantland Hotel, um, the Civic Auditorium, and I look at it now, and you've got DeVos, you've got Van Andel, you've got hotels. Obviously, you've got the, the Amway Grand, you've got the JW, you've got the Marriott, you've got Homewood Suites and Embassy Suites, and what's the new one, the Hyatt. Um, I mean, and there's multiple others down here. I have seen, you know, over the years before I came back here, I left here in 1974, and I never came, came back, basically. Um, over the years, I have seen the downtown area die off and then come back with a vengeance. And it's not just the downtown area. You know, I've seen a a resurgence in um, the Wealthy Street corridor and um, all over around in there. And it's, when I left, I could not wait to get out of Grand Rapids. And there have been so many times in the years since then where I have thought, boy, if only the company would pay to relocate me, I would move back to Grand Rapids. It's a beautiful city. It has its problems, every city does. But they're working on them, and there is something here for everyone. I don't care what community you belong to, whether it's uh, an ethnic community, whether it's an LGBT community, There is something here for everyone, and everyone is encouraged to participate.
1: That's awesome. And, you know, that, like you said, that's one of the things that makes Grand Rapids special is just inviting everybody and no Mm -hmm. matter, you know, where you come from, what you look like, inviting people in and welcoming them. And I know the chamber, you know, we do a lot of stuff here with inclusion and different things like that. What do you see kind of as we look forward? So maybe look forward 50, you know, 100 years, like look in the long run, what do you see as something that um, Grand Rapids could become? And what do you think some of those like struggles we're going to have maybe growing pains as we continue to grow. Well, I think,
0: I think you're going to see continued development and growth to the west so that, I don't want to say fairly soon, at some point, um, going from here to Holland will be seamless. You won't, you'll have to look at the signs to know you're crossing a boundary um, or a border. I, I think you're going to see Grand Rapids has always been a tremendous city for restaurants. I think that's going to continue to grow. I think with with the expansion of broadband, whether it's us or competitors, it doesn't matter. It opens up the door for small businesses to start, entrepreneurship to take off, and from there, I mean, a small business can grow and become a bigger business, maybe not a big business, but a bigger business. So I think you're just going to see continued growth. Obviously, affordable housing is gonna have to t- to play into that. Um, but I think what Grand Rapids has going for it, and I think they'll be able to attract large businesses here, just like Perigo, um is coming here. Grand Rapids has what it takes to bring in businesses because it's got so much to offer. But they are going to have to work on the housing because any business that comes here, their employees are going to have to live somewhere.
1: Yeah, and I know that's one thing, you know, at the Chamber, we're all about housing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh especially does a lot of work in housing. Um, and I think that just brings it back to what you said. You know, the chamber is there. You know, we've always been there working to promote yep. those different.
0: And people, you know, people might say, well, why is the chamber working on housing? Because it benefits business. Business has to have employees. Employees have to live somewhere. There you get into your housing.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. Um, what do you think... Um, you know, you've been involved, you know, at AT AT&T, and you've been uh, involved in the community for so long. What do you think for someone who's just kind of starting out, you know, maybe just starting in their career, and they want to get more involved in the community, they want to make a difference, what would you recommend for them?
0: I would recommend that they join some kind of organization, um, whether it, I mean, if if they're a business, even if they're just a one-person you know, business owner, um, join the chamber. It gives you the opportunity to meet people. It gives you the opportunity to learn what is important to businesses and how can you help address those, or how can what they're doing help you and uh, your business. Um, you know, when I came into this position, I have 46 years at the company. I never intended to be there that long. I intended to go there just until I got a job in my degree, which was social work. I hired in as an operator. I was promoted a month later, and just kind of the rest is history. I yeah. moved around to some several different departments over the years. But it wasn't until I came into this department back in 2004 that I really recognized that I had a huge fear of speaking in public, walking up to people I did not know and introducing myself. Um, You can't be shy in this position. You don't have to be pushy but you cannot just hang back and, and wait for people to come to you. And I think probably that's one of the things I learned, um, was how to promote the company, and in promoting the company, how to, how to improve myself. Um, it's, there's just so many opportunities. I have loved being able to work with the nonprofits um, as part of our corporate brand. That's probably as close as I ever came to working in my field. Um, but it has been absolutely um, beyond satisfying. It's been something I'm very proud of, is working with the nonprofits. And AT&T has an initiative called Believe, and they picked a city in each state in our 22 state footprint and they you know each state team identified a mission and then we dedicated resources not just dollars but employee engagement so that employees we partnered with nonprofits that could address the issues in our mission and in Along with giving them financial support, we provided opportunities for employees to volunteer. Um, a couple years ago, late 2019, I got approval to start. We had Believe Detroit. I got approval to start. We couldn't call it Believe Grand Rapids. We had to call it at and Believes in Grand Rapids. But it was, an amazing opportunity. We partnered with Kids Food Basket, um, Heart of West Michigan United Way, um, Mel Trotter Ministries. We had been a longtime supporter of the Committee to Honor Cesar Chavez and working through Grand Valley um, for the scholarships that the committee offers and awards. Um, so we partnered with them. Our mission was to address the symptoms and root causes of homelessness and hunger. And obviously, education is a huge part of that. And um, I, that has been absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, in early 2020, when the pandemic hit, a lot of the things we had funded to do volunteer opportunities, we had to put on hold because we could not volunteer in person. Um, We have some Believe at Home projects. We just um, got done for the second time packing STEM kits for uh, elementary students. And then Urban League gives them to, I think they work with campus elementary. And so students in like fourth and fifth grade get STEM kits along It's all the materials and lesson cards and everything else to help them learn and have fun doing it.
1: Wow, that's awesome. I, yeah. I, I love, you know, people think of AT&T, they think of this big, giant company that doesn't really interact with people. You know, you call them when you have a problem with your phone service. But I love hearing about how you and your team at AT&T get involved with the community, whether that's through the chamber or supporting one of those other organizations. That's just, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it must make you feel good, right? Well, and people, I've, I've said, one of the hardest parts of this
0: job is people have a bias, Big is bad, AT&T is big, therefore AT&T is bad. AT&T is a big company, yes, that's that goes without saying, but any company, no matter how big, is made up of employees, real people, people that live and work right in this community, and they have a desire to help that community, and so that was Part of our job in advancing the corporate brand was let's,
1: let's take that employee desire and that community need and let's put them together. That's awesome. Ruth, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for your commitment to the chamber and congratulations for being this year's chamber champion. If you missed our earlier episode with Carl Verbeek, feel free to listen to that. It's already in your podcast feed. He's with Varnum and he's our other chamber champion for this year. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on the Back to Business podcast.